Hello again, this is Tournament and Tea Break from Britwatch Sports. You're listening to Ros Satar and... Anita Stahl. And it's been a busy day for the men today. Uh, and also a couple of the women have booked their places in the semi-final, but we'll touch on that a little bit later. But I guess we ought to show the men some love, really, because we haven't really sort of paid much attention to them at all. I mean, there just honestly hasn't been that much to say about them. There haven't been any incredible matches on the men's side in these early rounds, I don't think. No. A lot of the top seeds are either missing, or in Djokovic's case, his body showed up, but the Djokovic that people want to see wasn't there. So, yeah, now is when the men's draw is really shaking out to be a lot of fun to watch and talk about. Let's start with the defending champ, and we actually get the rematch of the Australian Open semi-final that never was. He will be facing Hyun Chung, and I think... I think this is a fascinating sort of glimpse of what's coming up along the track for the ATP. And, you know, when the old guard have gone, the, the likely people that are going to start stepping into, into their shoes. Yeah, and what I especially like seeing on the ATP side is the generosity and kindness that Roger is showing these younger guys coming up. The way he talked about Chung, it's like he was looking forward to playing him but also looking forward to giving this young guy the opportunity to really test himself by playing him because so as you're starting to say the only match they've played that was at the australian open this year and at 6-1-5-2 chung retired because the blisters on his feet had gotten too bad and if if you saw the pictures i mean it was it it was horrible wounds really like not what you think of when you hear blisters and Roger was so sympathetic to that. Yeah. And so it's just a great match to look forward to, to see Chung be tested, but also see Federer showing the young generation what's up. Yeah, I mean, he was, I, I was at Australia, and he was, he was really good, actually, because, you know, people, I think, were a little bit disgruntled because, uh, you know, they, they came to see a fight. Um, and, of course, Chung had out Djokovic, Djokovic, earlier in the earlier in the um, tournament so it was really good when Roger actually turned around and said I know what blisters can be like and having seen them uh, that they were they were nasty and, it, and he said the same again so I think he's looking forward to it and I, you know he's we know that he's imparted his advice to Alexander Zverev uh, not that Alexander Zverev has paid much attention to it thus far <laughs> but he's, he's actually taken the time to talk to Zverev and said look you know don't sweat it you know the pressure is going to be on and it'll be interesting to see uh, just I think this will actually this has actually got the makings of a very good uh, quarterfinal right I mean I'm disappointed that this isn't the final and not that other semis and quarters aren't going to be great, but to have them meet this early is a shame, Where considering where they're both at. I think it'd be a great moment to see them meet really on Sunday first time. The next um, quarterfinal is another actually meeting of, um, I want to say old, but I wouldn't describe Kevin Anderson as old. But he's been on the, uh, on the tour for quite a while, and he's now having that sort of... Um, Resurgence, uh, and you know, quite rightly, you know, made the his first slam, slam um, final last year. And he had um, he meets up another next Jenner, which is Borna Choric, who has even early on in his career had to overcome some pretty awful injury woes, as has Kevin Anderson. To be fair, um, and what I loved about talking to Anderson after after his win was that he's like one of those players that is so super super technical. 
that you you know you, you ask a question. I think I all I think all I asked was you know was it windy out there? And you just got this like um, real kind of almost blow by blow uh, account of how he actually managed to turn things around in, in his round four match to get to this point. You know he's. He's had a great year, actually. He's had a great start, with the exception of bouncing out in the first round of the Australian Open. He's been pretty damn consistent all year through. And, you know, I think I think he's actually one to watch from a perspective of the old guard and kind of... He sits somewhere in the middle of the lost generation and the old guard. But Chorich is, uh, is always exciting. He's... I remember watching him play, I think he must have been about 15, at the, uh, against Great Britain in Croatia... And he pushed Andy to something like a 52-shot rally in the first point of the match. And you could see Murray was like, right, you want to run? I'm going to make you run. And it literally was dink, scamper, scamper, dink, scamper, scamper. Um, and, I mean, he absolutely finished him off. But, you know, he, look, at, look at what he's sort of developed. He's quite a fiery character. You know, it's going to be a clash between two very different guys. Yeah, I mean... So think about Anderson and the wind. At Anderson's height, that elevation, you would just think the wind would be a much bigger liability. I was watching Chorich and Fritz this morning, and so they went three sets, and Chorich really just, they were wailing on that ball from one baseline to the other, and Fritz, the American, was really getting frustrated, but Chorich didn't show that. Like He looked like he was having fun and was there to really keep fighting and so just those different styles when he meets Anderson who also had to play a three-set match in this case against Karina Busta to get to the quarters it's going to be interesting I mean they're uh they've played on hardcore three times and Anderson has won each of those encounters Mm -hmm. but George has changed a lot of things up he has a whole new team new coach new physio everything so you know this is I don't want to let the head-to-head yeah. be misleading about how hotly contested this match could potentially be. And we also know Chorich has got a, a good reputation for, for um, smacking the, the big players about, you know, dropping a huge surprise as well. Yeah, I mean, what he did to Sasha Zverev at the US Open last year, that was... <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he, I, I think... Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Anderson's form at the moment is 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 pretty awesome early on in the season. Especially again, he's had his fair share of injury woes as well. Um, but Chorich was, was was exciting to watch this morning. I mean, yeah, I, I I thought it was quite funny. I think we literally arrived as Taylor Fritz was screaming "Shut up!" to his box. So whatever Chorich was doing out there it was discombobulating him rather nicely. Oh yeah, he was he wasn't having it and. Charge has had a mental toughness in that match that Fritz couldn't muster. Yeah. So you would edge Chorich then, maybe? Oh, that that's a tough one to say. I think they're both going to be fairly tired. Um, and I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to say Chorich for this one just because I, I want to see one of the young guys in, mm. make it. And if we could see Chorich Federer or Chorich Chung in... The yeah. semis, I'm just hoping for either one of those matchups. I think, quite honestly, it would be more fun than watching Anderson play either Chung or Federer. Yeah, no, I, so. I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I wouldn't disagree with you. Uh, so on to our next uh, quarterfinal candidates. Del Potro um, made a little bit of a meal of his um, round of 16, uh, and he'll face 
Philip Kohlschreiber, um, your kinsman, who is a bit of a journeyman, but um, you know he's had a bit of a dicky start to the year. Uh, was pretty sick in Australia and seems to sort of picked up the pace a little bit now. Uh, I'm not sure though that he's got enough match fitness, but Del Potro was interesting, impressed because he's pretty much sort of saying after this and after Miami, I need a I need a rest. You know, he's just come in off the off the back of the Acapulco title. Uh, and let's face it, the only people that the only reason that people play Acapulco is to get that hat. <laughs> so, um, so you know, honestly, one, where's his motivation to win a Masters after winning that sombrero? I mean, yeah, I'm just not sure that he has anything left after that sombrero. Yeah. Um, whereas Cole Schreiber <laughs> didn't get any sombrero. He's got so much left. <laughs> um, I should say the head-to-head is slightly in Delpo's favor. Yeah. Uh, leading at six to two, but Cole Schreiber did get the better of him twice in 2016. That's not that long ago. So Cole Schreiber, I think, will have some confidence going into this, especially having seen how um, how Leonardo Mayer really made Delpo work for it. He's yep. gonna be exhausted. He played a much longer, tougher match in the round of 16 than Cole Schreiber did. I thought you were gonna say them was truly necessary. I was gonna say um. <laughs> yes, definitely than truly necessary. Um, I'm not going to say I, I suspect Cole Schreiber's going to win this, but I will go on the record saying I wouldn't be surprised if Cole Schreiber <laughs> beats Del Potro in a Masters 1000 quarterfinal. Well, now, are you doing this because he's your kinsman, or are you doing this because no. you... I mean, note, I didn't say I think he was going to. I said I wouldn't be terribly surprised if he did. Is that a terribly Germanic thing to say? Uh, no, much too convoluted. Okay. Yeah. Um, I... I don't know. I think the one thing that um, has stood out in in sort of talking to Delpo is his just how humbled he is at how much fan love he gets, uh, and it's almost like that carries him through. You know, he was sort of saying that it, it makes his heart want to explode. Although actually, when he said heart, it sounded like heat, um, and I was like, it makes your heat want to explode. I'm not sure I understand. Um, but yeah, he the the he's a he's a firm fan favorite so Cole Schreiber is going to be up against not just Delpo but everybody that's watching because they just absolutely adore him just just because I think people want nice things to happen for him that being said I'm not sure that we wanted nice things to happen for him only when he dragged it out to three sets and we were waiting <laughs> for the match yeah I was waiting for more tennis um but and yeah that, that was a frustrating one to watch not only because it was really cold and windy and yeah, those cold winning conditions also really aren't good for Del Potro. No. So I think that's one of the things to really look out for in when they schedule the men's semi. Are we, are we actually, um, time to check in on weather report. Are, they, uh, are we scheduled for more like winds and gusts as we had today? Or they today weren't scheduled to be as horrendous as they were today. So I don't trust those forecasts. And then also things are just different in the stadium and we're in this weird wind tunnel between, so for those of you who haven't been to Indian Wells, it's basically these flats, like a corridor of flats between two smaller mountain regions. And ordinarily the, the clouds and the weather storms that are in LA right now will get stuck on that side. But what happens if you have really strong storms, it's only the really big ones and the really big winds that'll make it over the mountains. And you can't always tell if they will, the weather algorithms can't. And so they can kind of hit you by surprise. And when they do, they are very strong. 
so kind of like this morning then when we woke up and found half a tree in our swimming pool yeah okay. <laughs> couldn't find our trash can for a minute <laughs> yeah. which actually managed to blow itself right inside the gate and we have very well. kind neighbors here very <laughs> kind raccoons or the heinz dimension it's impossible to say at this point but until things go missing i'm not going to question it yeah i think the less said about the ghost walking down the road with the okay, broom the better. I, that was creepy <laughs> That was creepy. I swear she was there and she was a real person, but y'all didn't see her, so For the for the sake of for the sake of the recording, Jimmy, did you see her? No. No. Okay. Um now the last quarterfinal was a little bit of a gift for Milos Raonic. He um came into his berth care of a walkover from a poorly Marcus Batis. So he'll meet Sam Query in what's going to be a battle of the big batters, basically. <laughs> Um, oh my, that sounds like a movie. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna, we'll leave it to your imagination as to what kind of movie. Starring Borna Courage. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm not sure who gets the benefit, whether Query will get the benefit of a, you know, a, an untried and tested Raonic. Well, that's what I was going to say. You said that Raonic got a gift on that walkover, and I'm not sure that it is. Okay, well, he, he thinks it's, yeah, he's played he, it up as a gift in, in his... Yeah, he does lack match toughness right now, though, and Query's also been playing the doubles, and I just, I feel like he's ready to go. And with Raonic, Raonic is a, he's a joker. <laughs> oh, not that again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, we, we touched on this yesterday, that Raonic is one of these people that, you know, his... I'm led to believe by those in the know that because his proportions are, are slightly out in terms of length of length of limb to to body, that's why he's suffered so many injuries to his back, to his thighs, to his quads. I mean, I don't know that there's ever been any tournament that I've seen him in, actually physically been here and seen him in, that there hasn't been some ailment or issue. Um, I know that you know the World Tour Finals. He sort of pulled out here, pulled out there. You know, it's it's going to be tough for him to come back, and he doesn't have that match sharpness. And Query's going to be playing in front of a home crowd as well. So, I I do want to add with that the Query I wouldn't say is the most Amer popular American, and oh, there yeah? are an absurd amount of Canadians in Palm Springs for the tournament. I mean, oh really? You, yeah, there's always a huge Canadian contingent. So. You know, sure, the majority is still going to be vocal for Query, but there's going to be some very loud Canadians there, I'm sure of it. Okay, so out, out of our four um, quarterfinals, what's your pick to watch? I mean, it has to be Chum Fetter. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, I think Delpo, Cole Schreiber, you know, that could go either <laughs> way. Uh, One thing is for sure, that could go on for a long, 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 yeah, long time. Query Rionich. It'll, it'll be some good tennis for sure um but yeah oh and george anderson it's just oh i don't know <laughs> okay so let's settle on the, uh, federer and, and chung as the as the one to watch uh we'll go into more detail on um simona and uh naomi osaka when we do a full roundup because obviously angelique kerber um and venus williams are uh, carla and daria kazakina are all set to play their semi-final, uh, sorry, quarterfinals tomorrow. But just a quick word on how we thought uh, the ladies did today. I think Naomi Osaka has been incredible. She's making a deep run here, and 
maybe I'm just noticing it more with her because she's just such a media darling. And when I say media, I mean like the individuals in the media. Everybody just loves going to Osaka's press conferences because, and I admit part of this also just, she has a better grasp on English than most players in the sport. So that, that already is a relief, quite honestly. But she's so open and honest that it makes her fun to watch. And you all, you're always rooting for her only because you want to hear more of her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she is completely unfiltered, which is hilarious. Um, she'll, she'll go down the path and be like, oh, no, no, that didn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she's just shameless about it. And I think really where the current, I don't want to say current generation, but a number of generations of WTA players right now have shied away from saying anything off script. Yeah. Osaka just compulsively can't seem to stay on script and on message. <laughs> and I want to see more of that. I want more creative answers from players. Do you think she's going to frustrate Halep? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Even though Halep was actually bossed there with its head. I think because Osaka has so much confidence right now. And yeah, Halep is going to have some confidence coming out of the match today, but... There's still, she's going to be tired from the three setters she played, and yeah, but they're slow courts. I, it's going to be a fun one to watch yeah. for sure. But yeah. Okay. Well, we will be back tomorrow with a much more in-depth look at the women's semis. We'll also try and wrap up some of the um, quarterfinal action from the blokes uh, as we get to the business end. We're, um, at some stage, actually, we're going to do a Facebook Live uh, and a little bit of a tour around this house that you've been hearing about for the last few, few days. Presuming that we haven't been eaten by raccoons overnight. Or that ghost lady I saw earlier. That or that else ghost saw. lady that, yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you for listening. I've been Ros Satar. And Anita Stahl. And this has been a tournament in a tea break for Brit Watch Sports. <laughs>